This week on Ace on the House. Listen, I don't know with you guys. I I I, I plead the fifth. Okay. I, I'd fire everybody. Okay. All right. But you know what? They try though. <laughs> they do. I mean, it's but right. Just... You saw what was going on there. I mean, that was insane. But look, right? it, it's like having you know retarded kids build their own school. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> How about retarded inmates build their own prison? That I same like deal. That better. You know, they- Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday. Or visit aceonthehouse.com, only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome podcasters to our new year. Um, we'll be starting with our musical versions well, we're doing a jazz series, and we're going to do a couple of oldies from movies, early movies. And um, Steve Martin did this, Pennies from Heaven, as a, uh, I think, a television uh, movie. Um, Pennies from Heaven was 1936, and, and a real oldie, Please Don't Talk About Me When I'm Gone, uh, from the old days of vaudeville uh, and early movies. So... Welcome to us in this new year. I'm glad to be back, and here's the music. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay, welcome podcasters to a new year. Wow, I can't believe it. I think this is our second year, right? Uh, I don't know how many episodes we have. Might be, yeah. might be three, I actually. think it's, well, we're, we're approaching we're appro- three. Uh, we're getting into three. We're going to be three in about three months. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Anyway, this year, I really want to begin to get a little deeper. From last year, we kind of went through the major traditions, and particularly with Buddhism and Zen and meditation. And, um, and we worked on using willpower as a tool to um, be able to direct our will to what's important to us in our lives. So we did some work at the end with that. So this year we're going to start off by really asking the question, who do we think we are? So let that question just settle in all of us. Who do we think we are? Some vision about who we are. Deep within the human spirit, largely um, severed from the from our ancient moorings of years gone by, there's a search unfolding. Something's going on inside us. As we try for different things and reach out and grab for different things, something, some kind of search is going on. Uh, I'm going to say for a new vision, why are we here? And what may we become? Why are we here? And what may we become? We now have access to large amounts of information that we didn't have during our ancient times of um, early people, from the traditions, as well as from the, this last century in particular, that I'm aware of in my own studies of psychology, uh, certain Western psychology, uh, to draw on. So we can draw on the traditions, and we've been doing that with Zen, uh, mostly in Buddhists, and we can draw on Western psychology as well. So the combination of those two and, and the way we can see it today, and in yesteryears they weren't able to see this as much, we have more coming together today to see if it's a possibility of um, learning from these two areas for what, what's, what, what could be our growth. Now, um, But aren't, aren't they essentially um, melded, you know, at, at, at their core anyway? I mean, really? No, not particularly, though they do come to some same things. But uh, the, 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 the inner ancient traditions uh, are asking to go further uh, than psychology. But psychology can fill in a lot. And so also according to what psycho- depth psychology, psycho- psychoanalytical psychology, and some go deeper than others to the inner core of the person. Which one am I in? You're in both of them. <laughs> you know you always have to be in both. They want to leave you out at all. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this um, 
search goes on, we're first aware of, as we talked about last year, are two different halves of our nature. We have the Eastern um, spirituality, a kind of a super uh, personal ground of being. So through their meditations and through all their work and working on the appetites and personality, they, they tame that. Um, and they're working, we're going to say, on one side of our nature to find a real ground of our being. And uh, also, in the Western uh, psychology focuses on more of the earthly animal, um, the earthly part of our nature, you know, the, the, um, the problems in personality and the egoic uh, situations for development, psychosexual development. So they're working about trying to find the individuation of the person. In other words, to see them psychologically. How might, how might psychotherapy and spiritual practice work as allies to help people awake? Now, let's see, that's an interesting one. Now we can begin to... How can both of them be involved in helping um, one awake? So you would utilize both of them to see who we genuinely are. We're trying to find out who we are before we even get into a deeper vision. What is the relationship between the individual, in other words, trying to understand who we are individually, and the development of soul and spiritual liberation? So there is the search for the individual, and that takes place, that could take place in psychology, and um, and then we have the search for soul and the spiritual liberation. So kind of two fronts on two different natures. The total release from the limiting boundaries of self. The self that we have right now is loaded with material. It's loaded with habits, and uh, we've been talking about last year, um, tendencies, beliefs, all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of all we know. How is it possible to integrate the personal, the individuation in psychology, and the superpersonal um, side of our nature? You can, can, can you hear the problem? We're trying to see what both are. We're trying to see if they're related or not. Two natures, kind of a heaven and an earth, sort of would be one way. Uh, but the, they are related, though. I mean, but I, I, I think to, unfortunately, I think to even see them, you have to go through some trial by fire, you know? I think you have to really suffer to even gleam the truth a little bit. And I don't think that being a human being, it's, it's even possible to even touch the absolute. Hmm. Okay. So Ray's telling us about what we might need to go through to integrate these two natures. They could be quite far apart in one way. They've been severed, particularly from, as I said, moorings of the past, um, so we got so this is the study that we're going to look into this study and see if we see if we can find out something about the self and how to integrate that what that might be 
Um, like for me, for instance, I, I know that I'll do a, a thing where if I don't get to hear what I want to hear, especially in a relationship with a significant other, then I'll I'll do a, um, all right, well, that's it. You know, I'll cut it off. But the thing that I'm cutting off is my own head. Mm. You know, and then and I don't see the in, intelligence beyond that. You know, I just see it as a, and, and that's a thing that, you know, I've had since I was a, a kid, you know, with my brothers and so on and so forth. It's like, all right, well, I'm out of here, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's super old, you know, and to to not participate in, in that and to step away before you, you open your big mouth or don't open it, depending on what your situation is, is it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky crossroads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the relational part which will be kind of heading in that direction. Um the scripts in relationships, like a movie, has started early in our lives. The first script was seeing our own parents. So podcasters, as you follow us today, as we're going into this, um, trying to understand more about what individuation and what the self has built, built up to and what the possibility of a higher consciousness could be. But one of the places are some powerful scripts and they're written deep inside us, both in our neuronal patterns in our brain and um, in our emotional lives. So Ray points out that the part that he, what he went through, uh, beginning of something he went through in his life. So think about your own life, about the relationship of my parents. Let's maybe hang on to that for a moment. So let's all kind of think, let me see, mom and dad, uh, what do I remember about them? How did they get, get along? Of course, remember that's my first script that I'm going to be memorizing as, as my acting into life is how they got along. I remember in, in my own life, there was a really a distance between my mother and father. Um, uh, my my mother came from another kind of Italian clan and came came to live in with my father, uh, and he he lived like that was another clan, a Sicilian clan, and um, she joined him in marriage and they lived in the neighborhood of my father's. All his sisters lived around us and paisans and so on, and my mother was an outcast. That's how she felt, and. Um, and and their relationship, my father's family was always kind of in the middle of their relationship, always um, uh, securing his side of it. So she began to feel like an outcast and resentment and argued with him and fought to see if she could uh, and always go back to visit her clan to get her her resources. And they came back and had a pretty stormy uh, relationship. So that's my... I saw, and where I fit in, podcasters, you can begin to think now because we're going to actually play a role in this now. I remember my role was I had to get between them. Their arguments scared me. See if that sounds like anything you know. I was frightened by their arguments. That might, I don't know, I don't know what I think they were going to do, separate or hit each other or something. Did you ever see stuff like that, like? Physical abuse or anything like that? I, I didn't see physical abuse. I saw 
raised voices, and mostly from my mother. Um, my father mostly tried to dart out. His thing was avoidance and getting out. Just simply the thing, thing that Ray said earlier. And I shut off and I get out. In fact, that's a lot of time a male's position. Yeah, that's what my dad did too. I remember when I was I was 18, so my father didn't have to pay child support and they were going through their divorce. And, um, and I remember... My mother, you know, the screaming and yelling and all that. Okay, you go tell them that you're not going to. Mm-hmm. And I was in the house, you know. And then I remember one time, because when I was 17, 18, you know, I was I weighed like 230 or whatever I was. And um, I looked at my dad and I go, if you touch her, you know, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> what the fuck is that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just kind of tragic and, and yeah. pathetic. Yeah, so we're looking at, for our audience, we're looking at the first stages of what the script for relationship in our family is. Um, so and by the way, at that time, I thought I was doing, you know, the right thing. Yeah. Which is really distorting, you know, when you think about it. Right, we're doing the right thing. I also thought I was doing the right, the right thing. But it's confusing because they're not sure what they're even fighting about and a lot of limitations uh, on both sides. Um, but f- audience, what role did you play? And also the siblings. There's another group around them. So as we make this beginning script building, I, had, I have, for example, I have one brother, brother really sided with my mother. And uh, he defended my mother all the time. He was my older brother. And, um, and I'm, I'm more of a for my father. So here you can see the splits coming now. And I had a third brother who didn't seem to care. So we had indifference and one going on each side, a family script. We had a lot of, a lot of like, in my family, it was you got grounded or, you know, hit. My mom would, would hit you. She she would, but she'd hurt her hand. But um, so my older brother, who was three years older than I, he would always, you know, go, "Oh, I'm telling mom, I'm telling mom," and then walk up, "Ma, ma," and I'd be behind him, like, "Oh, what are you? you know." It was innocuous. It was mm-hmm. I don't even remember what any of it was. And then he'd always reply with some kind of question, "What's for dinner?" Ah, you know. Mm-hmm. So it would always be that that off balance thing, and it's mm-hmm. like, "You motherfucker." You know, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Why is that there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I had friends and I was, you know, in school and, and you know, I was a semi-popular kid and, um, and he was more of the outcast and had maybe a friend or two and, you know, didn't really have a, a group he hung out with. You know, so you could see, you know, the different... Yeah. And then the two little brothers were always referenced as Ray's little brothers kind of thing, mm-hmm. not like Rob's little brothers. So mm-hmm. it was, there was kind of like a, not like, not so much a pecking order, but, you know, especially in, in schools around here, you know, you have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can see the scripts are starting to form. Gary, for you, any, did you spot any scripts in the family, any roles that you might have played? Um, you know, I definitely tried to play the peacemaker role. Um, it, you know, the fights in my, in my, my family never, 
looking back on it seemed so consequential at the time they definitely felt important to me but they were they were fleeting they were you know things that happen in a marriage between people who live together and stuff like that but there was never there was never a situation where i was um the cause or the solution or a pawn my parents were usually fairly good about keeping me out of it and you know not not trying to get me to take sides and stuff like that and it, it seemed like there was never really long lasting fights that went on longer than you know a few hours or, or an afternoon or something like that okay are but, your parents still together they are uh. okay now but something worried you i hear you saying it wasn't a severe um breakdown of arguments in the family but you said also that the way you saw it however old you were at the time it, it, it kind of concerned you even though they weren't into any um, traumatic kind of material do you know what the part well i i think that um i had a much older sister i'm i'm specifically kind of referencing times when i was six seven uh between like i don't know six and ten years old and i had a a sister who was uh 24 or 25 at the time and had recently broken up with a boyfriend and moved back into our house and there were there were fights that were about whatever where she would jump in and you know get aggressive and i was always worried that there was going to be my sister get kicked out of the house or you know my one of my parents saying you know i can't deal with this anymore and you know taking off for a little while i was never really concerned that they were gonna they were gonna leave for the long run but i was always afraid that you know that something was going to happen that was going to displace the the household that i was so used to and comfortable in so i would try to jump in and and, you know, play the peacemaker on all sides, be it in the middle of the confrontation or after both parties had retired to their own separate corners, you know, I would go to each one of them and try to, you know, calm them down and see what yeah. their, where their side of it was. Yeah, so you are active in that. And, and you're, how old, your sister's how much older than you? Fifteen and a half years. Oh, so she, yeah. Yeah, significant. That's, so she was more active and a great, yeah, when you were just a boy, she, you know, t- being 15 years older than you, she was already a teenager and beginning of... Yeah. She was in her mid-20s. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's like 10, 10-year-old kid at home and 25-year-old, you know, yeah. moving back. Yeah. It wow. was, you know, after a bad breakup with a boyfriend that the, the parents didn't a- approve of in the first place, so... It's like the 80s show script. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Almost exactly how it was. Well, yours was an interesting one. I didn't realize the age difference was that much. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different, but yeah, it's it's you know it's got its ups and its downs for sure. And you know when you so your sister's already out and into the world and has a boyfriend and so you know the the dramas at that level has started and you saw them they they she came back with the parents and things went back and forth and you were somewhere in the middle of that. I haven't been old enough yet, but enough to worry about it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you added that little piece to it. So you can see, just in the three of us families here, that um, the dramas that were going on. So we asked our podcast audience, and also let us know about this. When you uh, tweet us, uh, to let us know about what you saw um, 
so we can have your part of your input. It's funny about those those youthful roles that you might have, you know, somehow clung on to or whatever your role was, you know, as far as peace. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm positive you are still a peacemaker, Gary, because I, I see how you are here and I've observed you and you're the guy who, you know, keeps everything copacetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's... I don't know if that's how I describe myself, but now that you're saying it, yeah. You know, and I'm and yeah. I'm the guy who, um, you know, is looking for the off balance, um, you know, debacle kind of crap. I mean, I I definitely have have done that in my past. So it's it's funny how the the childhood, like Jim, when you were when you were a child, you know, and what you're, did you assume that role much later? Oh yeah, oh, sure. Do you still? I I mean, still, of course. Yeah, those. And how we update roles more as we go up in, de- in development, but the dynamics of the role are deeper inside us than we than we realize. So, how could we uh, under we're working working with these uh, these conditions now? The dramas in our family, conditional fears, beliefs that came from the family, the scripts we learned, defenses, rational patterns and defenses. We saw a lot of defense when people argued or they were trying to protect themselves. So there's, there's that whole pattern through. Um, they, become, they could become a stepping stone that can further our movement towards a spiritual um, liberation. In other words, we've got to use the material we have. That's all we can do. As we begin to see them more clearly, and as we begin to develop, to develop a little um, higher intelligence about it, remember a lot of this stuff happened when we were very young and didn't have a great cause to uh, information other than we were afraid of it. So our vision, kind of related to our vision, we're not here just to fulfill our, our traditional agendas to solve our family fights handed down to us by families and societies and conventional religion, but to discover our unique gift. And and all of that, and all those different things we went through, could have to be a stepping stone to begin to see more of what our unique gifts could be. That's kind of freeing up. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of our, the second birth we're talking about. The birth first from the birth of family and blood, and that's one birth, birth of that part of our nature. Then now there's the birth of another part, which is sometimes equally difficult and painful, and more so from the physical birth. Almost as though, I think we talked a little bit about it last year, about the second birth that has to occur. And that we're not just going to be um, fulfilled by just what those old scripts happen to be. Something else must see them and begin to transmute them. And the, the neurosis that came from that needs to be transmuted. It needs to be used uh, for higher things. So, when we work on personality structure, which is kind of what therapy does, 
the personality itself begins to wake up almost naturally. You work on its structure, it becomes alive and begins to see itself. And things are shaken loose a little bit now. Because remember, most of the world doesn't even look at it. But when it's looked at kindly and with intelligence, it can begin now to shake loose of that trap it was in ever so slowly. Yeah, you gave me a big one um, a couple of months ago. You gave me a big one, like, what's your role in it? What's your responsibility in it when, you know, like, oh, I was done bad or this or that, you know, my story that I, I, I him and ha about on occasion. Well, let's say more than, you know, a little bit. But, and then I really got shook up about that. I mean, and... Clearly, you know, and definitively saw that it was a role, you know, that I I wasn't taking care of myself the way I needed it, the way I needed to, mm-hmm. and um, and it was multi level too. It was you know with it was like waffling around things, you know, being vague on things, not being present. You know, just doing my thing so I could do my peripheral dance of life, and it was um, it was quite eye-opening. It's also really painful to look at. You know, I mean, it, it's it's hurt. It hurts to to see things clearly. It's not a fun proposition because mm-hmm. when you describe things and when you describe you know what you might be going through. Um, on the back end of all of that, there's a, there's a, a ton of pain that you have to intentionally suffer through. Right. And that's kind of an area we're going to go into more and more now to see more about that. But how to relate to this person we have given into. Um, in other words, that, that, that's all we know right now. Whatever we are and whatever those scripts happen to be, uh, that's what we know. Sooner or later, the personality strategies that we have adopted in childhood has to severe, um, uh, to serve these, these stra- in other words, while this was going on, we were putting strategies together. Um, and then we adapted ourselves to the roles we were playing in childhood um, that served our families or our circumstances becomes obsolete to any further development. That's the point. So these roles that we developed were at, at and for that and we have to see them well enough now that, and understand that they're not getting in the way or they've become obsolete to our future development. So that's why we're going into them. And at the time, they were important and they held us together and they gave us an identification. And we thought that's all we were. Well, you think they're the truth, too. You really yeah. you wholeheartedly think that's your reality. Mm-hmm. And it is. Oh, Yeah. And then you wake up and you figured out you were a lie, or not. Yeah, and that's the hard time. Anything that's going on now that we're talking about, a beginning of seeing what the original strategies were to survive and how they're in the way, and now to, um, and that kind of material produces an identity crisis. Because that's all we know we were. Which is the beginning of the path of unlocking an intelligence in us 
a basic sanity, uh, so other powerful resources that have been locked in those roles uh, in our conditioned personality. So it's as though we're going to begin to see them more. So the, those, these strategies were made not from, they were made more from an emotional uh, threat that we were in. And we wanted to uh, find a role within that threat for the survival, usually, of the family. Uh, so that's what the defenses became about. But they're limiting. They're limiting by their nature. They happen at another time. By trying to straighten out something that were, uh, where adults were involved in it. Well, yeah, that you had, by the way, no fucking business straightening out, you know? I mean, that's the sad fact of it. But you know what we do have some business with? Yeah, let it go. We got some business with Amazon, Jim. Yeah. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea, because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons' website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay, so now in a, in a position where we were getting to know more, as we were on the show, we'll continue to go into this, the, the structure and the, the way our, we're, we're constricted in our own personality, and some things will let go. Personality will let things go, and there's a way of improving, but there's certain features it's holding on to. In other words, not everything. That's why it takes so much time. At the beginnings in therapies or in important ways that we uh, try to see ourselves, certain parts of us begin to let go, get a little easier. To, uh, but certain other parts, certain features of the other parts do not. They're deeper, they're holding us together, and, they, and they're the last to go. So uh, that's why it takes time. Who am I? Uh, without this old identity is a question that we ask. But there's a lot of work to be done in the constrictive part um, of our personality that became more neurotic, became more of a lie to who we really were, but we were trying to save ourselves and we all do the best we can to do that. But now by seeing it a little bit and, and, what, and whatever forms... And also seeing other, re other resources that are hidden there will also come. Things that don't, we don't even know we have sometimes. They're discovered in therapy or in certain situations where certain kinds of things were hidden and we were never able to touch them. So I think we're starting off this year in a good way of, of search for ourselves. Yeah, pretty light stuff too. Buddy. Yeah, pretty light stuff. Right. <laughs> Very light stuff. <laughs> um, um, so, do, do you think? Because you know, I've known you for quite some time now. But when what you've just presented, uh, when I think about it outside of this room or outside of knowing you, I mean, it, it sounds sounds like a, you know, it sounds pretty demonstrative. It sounds like a lot to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's intimidating almost. I almost feel like I'm in school and it's like, hey, guess what? I want to go down to the D reading group because the fucking A reading group is, uh, whew, you know. 
Yeah, the picture of it sometimes seems overwhelming, but it's a place we need to start. You know, it's uh, the chiseling away of a, in the arts, they call like a, a sculptor starts with that piece of stone, you know. And uh, it takes quite a bit of work on that stone to, to make a statue or something. So we, we have that, we have that, we have a, a uh, inside us a dimension, a possible dimension for higher life and not just personality constriction. It's in us somewhere. And we need to slowly see if we can find it. Okay, podcasters. Um, I think we got off to a good start today about who, who we are. We started off, um, and I hope that you'll join us. And um, first taking a look at your family and being kind as possible as you can. People did what they did. It was the only reason they didn't know any difference at the time. Um, and you can start with us. And one way you could start is by the um, by really coming up with the scripts you saw in the family, both within the family that's maybe been handed down for generations, and your particular family's version of the script. So maybe you can begin to see that. By the way, a lot easier to see others than your own. Mm. And take that into account. Right, right. Because so anyway, they are gleaming and they're easy to figure out. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. looking at your own, there's your, there's your wake up. You can see the faults of other very much different. And you can name it and everything else. But, that, but the, the good thing about that, though, is it's, it's honestly a mirror. It's, it's the same goes for you if you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. So well, we're beginning to do that, and, and also a larger intelligence of our being starts to come, comes forward. Certain peripheral aspects of our personality fall away on their own, and a kind of a, a new intelligence begins to happen as we begin to learn more and see our life uh, deeper and deeper to find something um, that's, uh, that I'm calling here spiritual, you can give it a different name if you want, um, and a higher consciousness and a higher intelligence that can work for us. So we'll finish up with that today. Next week, we'll continue on this next week. We'll, we'll talk about an intermediate stage, a bridge between the two natures. We'll talk about that a little bit. S- speaking of bridges, are, um, are we going to do like something different for the outro, or do you like the old one? For the what? Outro. Oh, the, well, how we're going out. Um, I don't know. I guess we can begin to do away with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ray finally wins. Yeah. I didn't win. I, I'm just asking you. Yeah. This is your your thing. Yeah, New Year, we'll have to come up with a new thing. All right. We used that one the old year. So You want to play rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> That'll translate well to the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to say goodbye to our people. We do have a going off a song that you, you'll probably be hearing in a moment. Um, uh, so let us hear from you now. If you want to kind of be, uh, if you want to kind of climb this mountain um, with us, um, be important that we hear from you and what you, what you would like. What's a help for you? 
as we learn more and more about a dimension in ourselves that could be more than personality. Okay, so good to see you. And see Happy you New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. See you next week. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.
Broadcasting Network.